you are about to enter the world of the Faceoff Hockey Podcast. Only, it's only game. Why do you have to be mad? The cases are real. The debates are real. Their rulings are final. This guy's such an idiot here. <laughs> this is your podcast. This is Face Off Hockey. Tiger, where are you? <laughs> Tiger! We also didn't talk about how now there's going to be a... Wow, must die. And hey. we are live. <laughs> hey, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> a kitten. I prefer not to be called a kitten. My name's Carol Baskin. Oh, a little bit of relevance. The tiger. Kid. I do, and I do have an, a tiger on my. There mouth. you go. Yeah, that's right. Go. Is that Cujo's tiger? Did, was that even a tiger on Cujo's helmet? No, right? Cujo's, Cujo's a dog. A predator, Cujo's right? A yeah, dog. a dog. Okay, yeah, yeah. When my yeah. brother was playing for the Rangers, he uh, got a custom mask. And uh, brother played for the New York Rangers. Wow. Or the Oakville Rangers. Sorry. <laughs> so. That's pretty dope. Yeah, people that have seen past episodes back when we had our studio. Um, they would have noticed that helmet. Yeah, rest in peace to the to the studios. Um, they would have noticed the helmet. But uh, how's everyone doing, Mike? Did you have a good day at work today, bro? Or things? A little I don't know. Shit, it's just been a shitty couple weeks, you know. Fair enough. But we're getting through it. Yeah, most people are like, oh, COVID, no work, chill at home. I'm. It's like double work for me, and it sucks ass. So yeah, the COVID delays are still kicking in. Uh, yeah. We're if everyone by now. Uh, if you're new to us, hey, welcome. Um, we are based out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and they just announced today that every event up until June 30th has been yeah. axed, cut, put yeah. on hold, or maybe not put on hold, maybe just gone. Um, uh, yeah. So it's things are pretty crazy. Um, now, because I brought up Toronto, uh, if anyone has followed us on Twitter, at FaceOffPuckPod, you have now noticed we are the, are the official account for Cabrillet's Elegance. Uh, the beautiful <laughs> style of Thomas Cabrillet, uh, his wife. Now, let me get this correct. His, the restaurant she owns is called Oretta, I believe. No, yeah. it's something pasta. Uh, <laughs> I it was yes, Oretta. they serve pasta. No, pasta. <laughs> pasta. B. B-A-S-T-A. Uh, uh, it's either that okay. or... I th- Quanto basta. Quanto basta That's what it's on called? young. Okay. Yeah, qu- Quanto basta on young. So a food business, um, obviously it's essential service here. So they're still trying to get their business going. And our man, we're unofficially official ambassadors of Thomas Coberley, uh, the biggest beauty, um, yeah, is helping out legend. with deliveries, showing up at door to door here in Toronto, uh, handing out food. And I, I, I just want to order from this restaurant just to try and meet Thomas. <laughs> I completely agree. I would do the same thing. Actually, that thought just occurred to me as you were talking. And we can Oops. show them our Twitter and see, like, hey, follow at FaceOffPuckPod, our name, Cabrillet's Elegance. <laughs> so, you know what's hilarious about this story is people request Thomas because, like, oh, really? Well, not because they know who he is, but because he makes funny faces for the kids and stuff. It's hilarious. Like, That's the reason. They're like, you not look because familiar. they know who he is. Yeah, they're like, you look familiar. I just don't know where I know you from. Oh, my gosh. I, I want to request. Tomash, bring your brother Frank and uh, bring your Stanley Cup rings and we'll take a look at them. But I, I would love that. to be pretty cool. It's got the big I, Boston B on it. I would Ugh. love to I would love to ask him how he felt about being on the ice of the Scotiabank Arena when Matt Sundin's number was being retired and he was there to represent Matt Sundin. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. crazy. I remember you brought that up time ago, and I, I honestly don't even remember him Matt's not being there. I 
Do we know why he wasn't there? I thought he would have been there for sure. He, he was there when his number was honored, but when they did like the oh, 20 okay. numbers or whatever. They uh, redid them when Shanahan took over. Kind of, they redid Yeah, and they retired them for good. Legends he, Row. Yeah, yeah, he was there. So I do it some big PR campaign for BioSteel or something. Yeah. Or, well, v, or Vegas.net or whatever. Oh, Leo Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> the big that's it. Swedish that's the online one. casino. <laughs> Yeah, there's been, there was a yeah, huge yeah, billboard yeah, yeah. off the uh, Gardner Expressway in Toronto here, and it just had Matt's face plastered with the big Leo Vegas sign. And I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. But Kat, Mikey, you brought up PR. Speaking of PR, have you guys checked out uh, the NHL PR? And they're doing this same setup of Zoom, and they're kind of just it. talking to the players and stuff. And I mean, it might be the most boring thing I've ever seen, but also the most typical hockey player kind of answers you would you would get out of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, I haven't really been keeping up with it, to be yeah. honest with you. It's pretty much, other than Getzlaff and Piertangelo, it's like, yeah, so we're staying in here and, uh, you know, you want to stay in and doing a couple Dude, of push-ups. And, I think I saw the first one. It was with uh, Mark Stahl and uh, was it Jordan Stahl, uh, Sidney Crosby, and I want to say Claude Giroux. Oh, that I couldn't. I couldn't finish that. I was so freaking. Yeah. Bored. So they introduced <laughs> themselves. Whoever buddy was running their PR account introduced them, and yeah. uh, they were. He was the first question was, um, "Let's go around and uh, just ask how what where you guys are and what you guys are doing." And all four of them said, "I'm at home and just hanging out," and that's about it. <laughs> like, thank, thank God for Getzlaff because he's mm. the only one that saved that other one. Like, Mikey, did you see what did you see what uh what Cac's talking about with Getzlaff? Yo, Cac, uh, you could tell him about. It. So yeah, basically, uh, Getzlaff oh. has his own chicken coop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's made his own. I chicken believe coop. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe it. He seems like seems like a guy who kind of do it. I mean, I mean, he's go ahead. No, I was gonna say I think Ryan Getzlaff should worry about getting a hair transplant uh, before before worried about his own chicken. Why, dude? He's he's just trying to make uh, he's just trying to lay eggs that look like his head. You know what? I wasn't really taking a shot at Getzlaff. I was more taking a shot at you. Just thinking, yeah, yes. you should be uh, the go Ryan Getzlaff, go Messier. But did, I think yeah, you made they, a little they bit all of progress have, this past yeah. weekend. A little bit. I, I took a little off. I almost went the full full nine. So I'll I'll let Pack in again. on a little quick story here. So I think it was Saturday night or Saturday afternoon. Yeah, like uh, evening, like five. Evening-ish. Mikey texts me and he goes, I think I'm gonna shave my head. And I panicked. And I, I know I did the same thing you just did. I call I FaceTimed him. I didn't even call him, I FaceTime. I said, Don't you dare. I said, if you're gonna do it, at least get footage. I was like, I can't believe you're going to do this without our consent, without letting us know, without telling the fans, without telling Joe Wright. But Joe Wright! <laughs> Mikey, he would have been devastated. <laughs> yeah, he, didn't, he didn't go through with it completely, but Mike, I think he's getting there. I think we're getting to know what? You know what? He's, di- he's, he's dipping it's his toes close. in the water there. He is. Just watch it, though, because there's going to be a jerk like me that's going to like just bury you down there. <laughs> no and you know back. what? The kind of thing is... <laughs> Originally, you had planned to go to your girl who was going to cut it for you, but yeah. I'm assuming she's closed up shop right now. Um, yeah, and I know she's like guy, elderly, so. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. all the best. Don't want to put her at risk. I mean, usually she would do a house call for us because she loves us, but like no chance, you know? Well, yeah. Now you're going to have to get your brother, shout out Chris, uh, to yeah. uh, 
He did it. Yeah, he did a pretty good job, actually. I gotta yeah, not say, bad. it's not it's not that bad. He should uh, quit his day job and just move into cutting hair. <laughs> you know what? He he also is hating his job right now, so I'm sure he'll. Uh, oh, he doesn't hate I his job. Imagine. He's just bogged down with work, so I think yeah. he's uh, ready to take up a friggin' I don't know barber barber shop. Barber. I know. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I, I, I'm trying to go in as less amount as possible, but it's yeah, hard for me. Right. Yeah, right now, because I still got two weeks left of school. It's been hectic. It's almost done, boys. I'm almost at the final road. Um, and then I'm only working twice a week, too. So, But eventually, I'm going to have to go back Monday to Friday. Um, I got an outdoor yeah. essential service job. So no work doesn't stop for me. But um, yeah. Yeah. at least in the meantime, with no sports, uh, quick mention before we jump into the 2015 draft, redraft. Um, guys, check us out on Instagram, at faceoffpuckpod. Uh, we started a thing the other day, um, special post once a day, uh, just to shout out all the doctors, nurses, essential service people that are helping uh, COVID go away or, you know, I, I can't even really explain what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they're, they're that's keeping our loved ones safe and they're, exactly. and they're on the front lines. They're, they're the glue guys, the right? Yeah. Right now, they're the ones out there fighting the battles in the trenches. First they're holding line. our society together. And people, people recognize them, people give them respect, but I think you got to give it to them constantly because me personally, I could have never gone to be a doctor myself. I'm just not that kind of person. I respect the hell out of anyone that does that kind of job. So we've been posting on our Instagram, uh, a glue guy of the day, um, to represent the glue guys out there in the real world. So we saw Mike Ricci and Mike Ricci's flow was our first glue guy, uh, on Monday or yes monday today's glue guy was travis zajac now a little bit about travis zajac um been with the devils forever uh he's never really been that top guy never really been that bottom guy he's been the glue guy so shout out travis zajac we got a couple of good ones lined up getting paid like six million dollars though oh yeah he's making bank (laughs) he's making bank lou gave him that nice deal before lou shipped off to toronto but uh shout out zajac we got a couple good ones lined up if you haven't guessed by now, Thomas Cabrillet, he's going to be the glue guy tomorrow because Goddamn right. the, guy, the guy's doing everything. Cabrillet's elegance just can't beat his style, his gracefulness, the whole deal. CCM tax for the win. Just a um, smooth guy, you know, all around. He, he, you know what? He just, you know, his, uh, his wife's restaurant is actually getting uh, Cuatro Basta, as we said, on Young. Yeah. Not, a, not, a, not a sponsor, but anyway. I was going to say, they Yeah, didn't, so – Everyone toss out likes, toss out shares to show the appreciation for glue guys. Even, hey, hit us up. Send us your glue guys, whoever you want. Um, and we're going to keep on doing that. So let's, uh, let's get into the 2015 draft. Man, we've done, what did we do? We did uh, 2007, 2009. 2004, no? No, it was an 03 draft, was it not? Or no, we didn't touch 03 because we should do 05 because 05, yeah. 05, 09, and now we're doing 2015. We should do 03 in the next coming weeks. Um, that's one of the most stacked drafts I've ever seen. But 2015, which we're going to run through right now, definitely gives it a run for its money. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. No, nothing. I just, I, said it's a pretty good, I just said it's a pretty good draft. Yeah, so now – uh, for me personally, there wasn't too much shuffling around. There were I actually had four guys other than McDavid and Eichel because I think we can agree those were still be number one and two for us. Uh, McDavid at number one for sure. Um, but I also had four no changes in my whole top ten. Uh, they're not in order or anything, but maybe you guys can mm. want to guess. We can figure that out. So I'll read up the top ten 
that actually happened. And then we can go around. We can go down to CAC. You can lead it off. Uh, Mikey, you're in the batter's box. and Or sorry, Mike, CAC's in the batter's box. Mikey's on deck. And I'll be waiting in the dugout on the steps. Um, so McDavid went number one to Edmonton. Eichel went number two to Buffalo. Arizona took Dylan Strom at three. Toronto at number four. Mitch Marner, Carolina, number five. Noah Hannafin, New Jersey. Shadow Devils and Travis Zajac at number six. Took Pavel Zaka. Uh, Provorov went seven to Philly. Wierenski, number eight, to Columbus. Meyer, number nine, to San Jose. And Mikko Rantanen, number 10, to Colorado. So that's what actually happened. CAC, start us off. Am I going one to 10 or 10 to one? Let's go. Well, let's we've been going bottom to top. Is, so let's do that. You want to go bottom to top? And that's what we've been doing. So. Yes, that's what we have been okay. doing. Um, but can we agree, McDavid, Eichel, one and two? Yeah, obviously. Mikey, I know you were a little bit delayed on this one, but yes, McDavid, yes, Eichel, I think it's far. So let's go number 10 to number three for CAC. Okay, number 10, I have uh, Brock Besser. Uh, wow, he was okay. originally. He was originally 23rd overall. Uh, he's a, a dynamic player, but he's been bogged down with some injuries. Um, but he's one of the, you know, the big three or four for Vancouver and their resurgence. So I went number 10 for uh, Brock Besser. Um, I'll talk about my honorable mentions after, of course. Number nine, uh, Kyle Connor. Uh, he was 17th overall. The guy is fast. Mm -hmm. He is such a fast skater. He's really good at just passing the puck and being the dynamic winner. I think just because he hasn't been injured as much as Besser and he has more speed, I put mm -hmm. him ahead of Besser. Okay. This was, this was a tough one for me, this next one at number eight. I went back and forth with seven and eight. I thought number the whole eight, draft for me was super tough. <laughs> yeah, true. But, but this is where I really struggled. All right. I have Zach Rowenski at number eight. Okay. And I have Thomas Shabbat as number seven. And I know you're going to – folks who watch this are going to be like, but Rowenski has 20 goals this season. Yeah, but Thomas Shabbat plays for the Sens, and they have nobody. Their second-best defenseman was CeCe last year. Goes to show. Yeah. So because Shabbat is leading, uh, like, uh, a much less talented Ottawa Senators squad, mm -hmm. I had to put him one above uh, Rowenski. But I was going back and forth because they were so good. And, and Rowenski was eighth overall. Shabbat was 18th overall. But it was, I went a lot of back and forth on that one. Number mm -hmm. six, I have Matt Barzal. Uh, he was originally picked number 15. I also want to say, Bruins had the 13th, 14th, and 15th overall yeah, pick. Yeah, I was going to bring this up. Yeah, because I – yeah, I um, yeah, you can you can talk about it because uh, I was yeah. gonna bring it up as well. Go ahead. So I'm not. I'm just gonna go like like they had the 13th, 15th, 14th, 15th overall pick. So they had three straight picks, and they picked up Zorbrel, DeBrusque, and Zenshian. Yeah. They missed out on so much. Well, DeBrus. Yeah. So there's that. DeBrusque was the middle pick. He's yeah, played, I know. He's played 203 games. Zorbel, who went just above DeBrusque, and Zenshian who went just underneath DeBrusque, have a yeah. combined eight games eight. played. Eight. Yeah, it's not the best play there, you know? Insane. But anyway, I digress. Uh, so they missed out well, on you know, that. Sorry, you know what? Hold on. Now because I'm going off on a tangent because I had – so the um, – I believe it was Sweeney. Uh, he traded yeah. for these picks. So to get number 13, Zorbil, uh, Zborl, sorry, who played two games, they traded to L.A., um, for Martin Jones, Colin Miller, and the 13th pick for Milan Lucic. 
great trade for Boston, except you swung and missed on the pick. Uh, you kept Colin Miller, good piece for them. Martin Jones, I mean, they traded him four days yeah. later. Yeah. To, um, uh, I think it, as San, a pick for number 15, right? San Jose, right? Yeah, so they flipped yeah. him to San Jose for Corrali and a 2016 first rounder. Um, that was that trade, sorry. And then uh, to get the 15th pick, they got two picks in the second round and they uh, traded Dougie Hamilton and they ended up getting number 15 in Sension and totally missed on that. So they gave away <laughs> Lucic and Hamilton. Uh, they gave away Martin Jones, I guess. They brought yeah. in Corrali and Miller, but then totally missed on the picks. So I couldn't believe it, man. I couldn't I, believe it. Like, how do you – Yeah. If you want to look at a player-for-player player swap, other yeah. than tossing away Martin Jones, who's been shaky for San Jose, but he's shown likes of a starter. I mean, they, yeah. they got Chuka Rask. But Boston, man, I, I have in my honorable mentions for my 13th, 14th pick, and if they – if the draft had gone the way I drafted it, man, Boston could have had three unreal players. And on top of Rask, Bergeron, Marshall, Chara, like it's crazy. It's crazy. And yeah. So uh, I worked out with Dougie Hamilton when he was playing in Niagara when uh, I went to Brock. He used the Brock gym and stuff. So nice, nice guy. Uh, where, where did I leave off? Oh, Barzell at number six. Um, he had a great Calder year, uh, mm-hmm. but but his point production kind of dipped a little bit is he's still consistent he's still yeah. great oh, yeah. but he's not the he's not the 85 pa- uh, point getter no. right so that happened as soon as you know Tavares left but I think he's done real I think you know Islanders haven't really missed a beat you know no not at all yeah yeah Tavares is not a leader anyway um so number five <laughs> number five Sebastian Aho the good okay. one not the yeah. one on the Islanders yes that's right yeah no relation I don't think either no, I wanted Montreal to offer sheet this guy. They did, but not – I was like, of course Carolina's going to match that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. But they, uh, You know what I appreciate? I, I liked Bergevin's attempt because he tried to get uh, the cheapness of Tom Dundon, the owner of the Hurricanes, to not bite on that $20 million signing bonus. Or I think it was $20 million in the within the first calendar year of the contract. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, no-brainer for Carolina to match that. Yeah, I was like – after I heard that, I was like – Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he was second round, 35th overall pick. Like, like this guy went to 35. Like, oh, honestly, he's, he's – I just I – love, I love Finnish players, and I love Sebastian Ajo. Mm-hmm. Number four, uh, Mitch Marner. It just seems to be, like, the Leafs pick in the right spots. Yep. Like, with Kadri and Marner. Uh, shout out to Mark Hunter. Um, yeah. He, he – you know, from what I've heard, he fought hard to – Draft Marner, Babs. Yeah, he wanted. fought off Babcock for Hannafin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny how they're both not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Let's when let's. I, I don't I, even want to get into that. <laughs> when I well, when I worked at the tower, I would run into Hunter because like he would be at the ACC and he always looked so stressed. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I wanted to be like Mark, put a smile on. Like, are you let's, just, let's just mention within the first 22 minutes, you mentioned to drop a Dougie Hamilton run in and a Mark Hunter run in. I was gonna say, can you write like a a book or like a memoir of all your run ins so we have it, like maybe alphabetically? Yeah, you know what? Hey, you know that's what? Chronologically, would be better. I mean, I played against Dougie Hamilton for my whole draft year. You don't mean, hear me saying anything. <laughs> anyway, I love, I love number, your story. <laughs> anyway, I, I love him. I want to know. I love him too. It's just funny, just randomly. Oh, Ted Nolan, this Mario Lemieux, that. I love it. 
We gotta have a segment called Cax Runnins. Yo, we <laughs> absolutely need a segment. Now I feel like a jerk. Now I don't want. No, not at all. Not at all. I just yeah. honestly think it's it's like ridiculous. It's gold. <laughs> it's it's like how is this possible? Like it's just it just happens. You know. You know what? In the I I don't run into famous actors. I I, I run into famous hockey guys. Hey, it's that's, weird. Hey, that's uh, yeah, that's cool. Anyway, number <laughs> we'll, three. Uh, I'm sweating now because of that. Uh, Miko Rantanen. <laughs> yeah. Rantanen. Uh, tenth overall pick. Rantanen just he just squeak like he's he's finished too, is he not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big body. Just snuck in there and quietly just turned. Uh, well, he wasn't the only reason. I mean, there was a few other reasons for the turnaround of the Avalanche, but guy is just a dynamic player. And the only reason why I put him third and not fourth is because he, he took a haircut of a salary. So that was your reasoning for over Mitch Marner. I just, <laughs> I, if I had the choice between the two, I would just, to me, same type of skill level. Marner may be a little bit more flashier, more skill, but Rantanen's the bigger body. Um, he can play yeah, a little and bit he more doesn't, aggressive. And, and at the last, like, 20 games or any indicator, well, I mean, he's been injured, okay. Mm-hmm. But Rantanen doesn't take as many risky plays as Marner. Like, this season, yeah. I'm like, Marner, like, is there a glitch yeah. in the system, bud? Like, I don't, I, I don't understand it. Yeah, he was, he was starting to make some ridiculous turnovers. And it mm-hmm. was... But uh, honorable mentions. Like, these are my honorable mentions. Like, yeah. Ivan Provorov, Noah Hannafin, uh, Travis Konechny. Like, it, it, the draft was just so deep. And, you, I'm uh, surprised because I didn't have this guy in my top 10, but I had him at number 11, like, for my honorable mention, um, was Timo Meyer. Uh, Timo yeah. Meyer had a really good playoffs with San Jose a year ago. Uh, yeah. Great young player. Um, I, like, obviously, I think me and you, we had pretty much the same guys except for one. Um, I'll continue because, so I had Kyle Connor at number 10. Um, number nine, I had Ivan Provorov. Now, like for a, a Russian defenseman, he could skate really well. He's been yeah. in and out. I mean, his first two seasons, I'm, his first three years, he played 82 games in the first, second, and third season. So he didn't miss a beat. Um, he had right. 30 points as a rookie defenseman, then 41 um, and then he kind of tailed off. He had 26, but he's picked it back up in 69 games. He had nice. six points this year. So he was on pace to reach a career high. Um, he was going back and forth. He's, I kind of like him. He's six foot, 200 pounds. Like he moves well. He's like, and I would value. Sorry, Mike. Said he'd be great on the leaves. Yeah, no, for sure. But I just, <laughs> I just value like you defensemen that are a top four quality. They don't come around often, so I think when you got a top ten draft pick, you got to take a shot on a guy like that. Number eight, I had Warensky, same as UCAC. Um, he stayed there. Number seven, I had Matthew Barzell, same reasons that you stated. Number six, I had Sebastian Ajo. Um, I kind of maybe wanted to put a little bit higher, but at number five, I had Thomas Shabbat. Now, a Leaf fan, yes, I am not a fan of the Ottawa Senators whatsoever, but man, I love Thomas Shabbat. Um, big stay-at-home defenseman. I mean, Ottawa lost Eric Carlson, and they got Thomas Shabbat. Now, obviously, you would probably still like to have the Eric Carlson that was in Ottawa. Uh, Don't get me wrong there. I know Mikey's got some different feelings about that, but you can't deny he was a top three player in the world when he was in Ottawa his last couple years. Don't even test us on that. Um, But I just think Shabbat, like, he signed signed his extension a full year or two full years out of the end of his entry level. I'm surprised Melnick. I'm surprised Melnick was okay with that. I know, but I think someone talked some sense in sense in 
to him and being like, look, you lost, you lost Eric Carlson. You cannot lose Thomas Shabbat. Not to mention, if Eric Brandstrom ends up panning out, um, the Vegas uh, prospect, like see with your Vegas hack hack, um, he's supposed to be a smaller version of Eric Carlson. I know I keep saying Eric Carlson because that's the comparison with Ottawa, but that's why I would take Shabbat. But then we had the same four. Marner staying with Elise, Ranton in number three, um, Eichel McDavid. Um, Ranton, I would say 99 times out of 100, players that are like Eric Carlson do not work well in the NHL. I mean, you can't really say that. The guy won a couple Norrises. He carried the Ottawa Senators. The guy, the guy had like final a, with players like Eric Carlson. Like, well, hold on. There's like, not many of them, though. The but guy had what, 18 months of bad luck, both personally and professionally. Yeah, he like, tore his Achilles. He lost his son before he was even born. I mean. The Hoffman shit happened. The Hoffman like, shit, yeah. Played in freaking Ottawa, dude. <laughs> Doesn't get any worse than that. He's an owner. His owner told him at the Heritage Classic, yeah, if he thinks he's getting that kind of money, he can leave. And guess what happened? He left. He left, he got the money, and now he's shit. Yeah, but dude, there's so many. I, I don't really don't want to get an Eric Carlson debate. I know what you're saying. He hasn't lived up to the $11 million, But yeah. I still think if you had a chance to take Eric Carlson, you're going to take Eric Carlson. How can you not? Dude, the guy... Elegance, he, he, like Thomas Coverley. He, he, he played three rounds on one foot. Yeah. Right? He, they Gross. took the Pittsburgh Penguins to the brink. He's a defenseman. Name, a, like, we're going to maybe touch on this in the 2000s Mount Rushmore, but, like, dude, he was a defenseman, and he carried that team for years. 70-plus points, man. Like, Was 2000s Mount Rushmore today? Yeah, but – Oh, shit. We can honestly – we, like, I'm very you, unprepared today. No, dude. To me, we and Cat talked about this before we came on air. It should be no brainer. The 2000s Mount yeah. Rushmore. Um, but anyway, Mikey, if you had any different picks in your 2015 top 10, uh, shout them out. Oh, quickly, sorry. Before I finish, so I had Meyer at 11. Um, Brock Besser was my number 12. And if it all played out like this, if Boston had 13, 14, they could have ended up in my world with Noah Hannafin, Travis Konechny and Jake DeBrusque. Not bad. I, I have Jake DeBrusque at number 10. I think he's a yep. fucking force out there. Uh, he's he's so – he fits in so well with the Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. I hate the guy. I think he's a piece of shit. But I'd like, love to have him on my team. Yeah, uh, he's one of those. He's – I think Marshawn taught him a, a thing or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also don't – I also left Kyle Connor out. I think he's extremely overrated. I think he's a good player. I don't think – I think there's better players uh, in this draft than it's him. It's a good draft, dude. I'll give you that. Kak is shocked right now, but I know. I, good I, I had to put him in the top ten. I had did I tell you him. he was going to be the contrarian? I am usually. I am usually. I just – I don't know. I, the guy doesn't – he, he, what? Ken Dryden, what? He doesn't. He just doesn't do it from like he's a good player. I can't take that away. Like you said, yeah, he's no, I got you. yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, I got McDavid, Eichel, Marner, Rantanen. I have well, you take Marner over Rantanen, okay? Okay. I, I, I would. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't really argue that they're both great players. Yeah, yeah, they are. I think they're interchangeable. I just, I don't know. I don't know at this point. I don't know who I'd rather have on the Leafs. Probably Rantanen at this point, but. Mm. I, I mean, you know, very, very, they're neck and neck. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had Wierenski right under Aho, uh, and then Barzal, Shabbat, uh, and Besser, and then DeBrusque. So it's, it's roughly the same. 
to, the, also keep, to keep in mind how San Jose keeps Timo Meyer for just under uh, no, he signed one year, one million dollars this year. Crazy. He did. I thought he signed like a four year deal. I thought he, I, I think, thought no, team. He no, you know what? I, I I know what you're talking about. You it might seem like that because he didn't sign a full extension. He kind of he signed like a a little bit of a longer bridge deal. I'm pretty sure he signed at like four years, five or six, something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm thinking probably the year before because he mm-hmm. – yeah, four years, six – okay, I missed that yeah. one. Four years at six million per. Great deal for San Jose. That was about the only good deal they made in the last like, two only years. good thing I like about Timo Meyer is that he I, – I drafted him in my fantasy league this year <laughs> and then I traded him for Nazem Kadri. Ooh, and then Kadri busted up his knee badly, didn't he? Yeah, but he still has more fantasy points than Timo Meyer, so you know. What? <laughs> Fair enough. He, he looks a lot like Michael Bodker. Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> That's so All weird. Right, so that was the that was our 2015 redrafts. Um, man, pretty good job, guys. Like, I mean, that was a, a tough one. Let's mention quickly. Dylan Strom went third overall in real life. Wasn't anywhere near my top 15. I just don't um, like him. Well, he's picked it up since being traded Chicago, but not yeah. at the level that these other guys have been. And they, no. they've been consistent, right? Also in this draft was uh, Brandon Carlo to Boston. He's a pretty solid. I like Brandon Carlo, too. Yeah. Uh, Rasmus Anderson with Calgary. He went 53rd. And Anthony Sorelli was a third-round pick at 72nd overall. I was going to say, Sorelli. For his, he's young, but he's got a quick nomination as a glue guy uh, in the coming weeks. Mackenzie uh, Blackwood was also in this. Uh, yeah. Draft yeah. As well. Chernak. He was not many um, goalies. Not many goalies. Blackwood was, I think, the best out of the. Was oh, Jack Samsonov? Jack. Oh yeah, Ilya Samsonov. Yes. Samsonov. Twenty second to a Washington. But speaking of uh, some players that maybe didn't pan out from 2015, which is AKA Zborl and Sension, um, we're gonna look. We tried. We were talking about this last week. When we did the 2009 draft because um, there were a couple big busts in the first round in 2009. So we decided to just go back and uh, make a list of players drafted from the year 2009 up until 2019 of just some big busts. So I think one we probably have all in our list uh, from 2009 is Scott Glennie. I mean, the guy was a top 10 pick and he played, what, one game or two games? One game. One. I think yeah. it was one. Um, yeah, we talked about I mean, you got to be. Pack, you gotta I, didn't, I didn't really make a top 10. I kind of just wrote some names down from 2009 yeah. in the draft because I was going to make a list. And then I realized around 2016, some of the guys haven't yeah. really played as much yet. Cause I was looking at no games played in the first round and I'm like, huh, this guy's a pretty, pretty highly touted prospect still in the system. So I kind of left it out, but I um, guess was that only you levy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That was one of them. He was definitely one of them. What um, <laughs> I had here, I had a goaltender in 2010 at number 27 overall, Mark Vicentine. So I don't know if you guys... He was on my honorable mention. Oh, he was. Okay. Well, the reason I had him up there, because from what I can remember, he was, like, talked about immensely for the World Juniors. And he had a pretty good World Junior tournament, but they were saying, this guy was going to be the best. He's next coming goalie. Dude, I mean, if you're taking a goalie in the first round, we've seen, lately, we've seen uh, Vasilevsky. We've seen Samsonov. Pretty good goalies to go in the first round. Um, Jack Campbell... He was a first-round goal, first-round pick uh, goalie. Never really panned out to be that starter, but he's still playing in the NHL solidly. Mark Vicentine, I forgot to write down the amount of games he played, but 
from what I remember and all the praise he was getting, that's a that's a bust as a first round pick for me. But that's that's been the case for a lot of goalies in general, though. Right? Goalies are it's tough for a goalie, yeah. But uh, even, I, even our last uh, our last draft that we did, I was looking at the top goalies and like none of them were goalies in the NHL anymore that were the top mm-hmm. drafted like the top ranked goalies at the time, and there were a, plenty of other goalies in that draft that are currently playing and doing quite well for themselves so mm-hmm. i don't know if it's like a curse or something if the pressure gets them or if it's i don't know what it is I, I, being a goalie sucks it's probably the hardest position to play mm-hmm. um i don't know if it's pressure but it, it it's very few times i've seen goalies pan out like that who are yeah. ranked very high for sure um so from 2010 there might have been some other guys cack you might have had but uh, i'm gonna name another one 2011 22nd overall to our good old toronto maple leafs tyler biggs zero (laughs) games played don't really know what whoa a little glitchy there don't know what happened there with um brian burke's thinking in that draft pick um especially that he traded picks yeah picks that he traded was john gibson and record rackle now i kind of wanted to leave this out but i have to bring it up because three picks later the leafs also took a number 25 uh stewart percy he didn't play many games (laughs) Uh, shout out Stu. I love Stu. I grew up here in Oakville playing uh, minor hockey with him. Um, he later moved on to the GTHL with the Marlies, and we had crossed paths a few times playing. But very good in minor hockey. Unreal. I, he went you know, number I, four into the OHL, and then he was a first-round pick in the NHL. Did but he I play think, for Appleby? Uh, 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 Abbey Park, I mean? No, he played – He played. Uh, oh, yes, he did. Sorry. Yeah, that's where he went to school. Um, yeah, but then yeah, yeah. He, he got drafted by the Mississauga Majors in the O. Um, his coach was Steve Spot, who ended up being on the coaching oh, staff right. when the Leafs took him. Um, so, I mean, he was a great he defenseman. Got, but He got a few games in with the yeah, Leafs. He did. Yes, then he, yeah, Then he went to Pittsburgh after, I think, and he I don't know if he ended up playing there at all or not. He, but... played, he played for Wilkes-Barre, uh, for Scranton, home of Dunder Mifflin. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, and then he kind of just fizzled out, had some injuries. I got it. Like shout injury. out Stu, love Stu. Uh, he actually worked out in my gym yes. uh, a few times. I, we were talking about getting him on the pod, actually. Maybe we yeah, I know. I didn't really talk to him that much. He's a pretty reserved guy. Nice. Yeah, dude. he always was. Super and quiet. I got to be honest with you. I when it, I think it was like five years ago, maybe, where, or maybe four years ago, when he was like sort of being cycled into the Leafs lineup. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he was a good option at defense for them. I thought mm-hmm. he was a smart player. Uh, almost – and this is crazy, but he's almost reminded me of like Cabriolet. He's very calm. Yeah, very uh, calm, very patient. Didn't, didn't make silly mistakes. And I thought no. that we needed someone with that uh, uh, sort of personality, not mm-hmm. even personality, but uh, aspect for, of his game. I, I think for me with him, he was just a little bit too slow. Um, the speed never really caught up. And obviously the NHL, it's fast-paced game. But uh, yeah, shout-outs to – he never played with the Penguins, but he's bounced around oh, yeah. the AHL. He's on yeah. Rochester, Belleville, Providence, back to. And when's the last time he played? Last year, two years ago. This two year, years. he plays. Uh, he, he has five games this season for the Senator, uh, the Belleville Senators. Oh, okay. Five games. Shout out, Six. shout out, shout out, boy Stu down with the Sens. Yeah. Uh, moving Six on, 20, 2012. Now, maybe Cac, this is where you can jump and give her a list. Me personally, I think twenty twelve is one of the worst drafts. Um, there might yeah, be some. Yeah, I have a lot spots. of them in here. I think this is where we talked about today. Uh, Morgan Riley went fifth overall to the Leafs. Definitely not a bust, but looking back on it, probably should have gone first overall. Yeah, because seriously, though. Neil Yakupov was my biggest bust at number one. 
Uh, Ryan Murray, I know he's played 300 games. But man, the guy's a Band-Aid. And for someone going second overall, you still really never hear of the guy. No, never. Um, number three, I know it's Galchenyuk. I know he still plays, but this is where I'm going back, like what I said with Vicentina, goalie in the first round. Any player, any position, if you're taking in the top three of the draft, you got high expectations. He yeah. might have been miscast in Montreal. Um, Pittsburgh didn't really fit. Arizona, I mean, I do I feel for the guy? Yeah, maybe a little bit, but not really. He's he never a bit really of a got team. going. But another one, number four, Griffin Reinhardt. The guy's almost like pff, non-existent. Yeah. Um, so he was there for me. I also had uh, Michael Dal Cole was number five yeah. in 2014 with the Islanders. Still plays in and out of the lineup, but once again, I'm repeating myself. Top five pick, high expectations, and just never really took off for the player. But um, that's pretty much my guys. I have a couple names in there, but I think Cack will probably Can end you up. You throw there. Luke Shen in there. Uh, he was drafted I, before 2009. Yeah, I not? think Luke Shen was 06, 07. He wasn't 07, okay. but he might have would have. No, 08? So he hasn't no. exactly had, regardless, he hasn't exactly had a like a terrible career, but he definitely wasn't a career that the rebuild didn't start to Toronto when they drafted him. Yeah. <laughs> Pierre McGuire, yeah. how does that guy make money? Yeah, uh, I love Pierre. So yeah, I agree. <laughs> you do? Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, so right. I think like 2000 Luke Shen was 2008. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is, overall, right? this is a good draft. Really, that's the Cody Hodgson draft, and this is the one you wanted to touch on. So maybe I'll write down we'll do 08 draft for next week. Uh, I, can't, I, I can't share my Cody Hodgson story, though. <laughs> but anyway, CAC, let's – yeah, there's, there's another CAC. CAC's running. Um, but anyway, <laughs> your busts that you had, CAC, that we didn't Okay. Know. So, because uh, I did this for about an hour last yeah. week, so uh, uh, honorable mention was Vicentine, Dal Cole, Brett Connolly, Duncan Siemens, um, Jesse Pugliarvi, Louis LeBlanc. At number 10, yeah. I had a tie between Brandon Gormley and Tyler Biggs. Uh, Brandon, yeah, Gormley Brandon Gormley was uh, yeah. Phoenix, 13th overall in 2010. Number nine, I have Joey Hishin, 17th overall in 2010. He was, went to Colorado. Number eight, Valerie Nakushkin. In 2013, he was drafted 10th overall by the Dallas Stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know where he went, where he is. He's still been know. in and out of the lineup a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. I feel you. I feel you. It's it's time to say goodbye. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I feel you. Number seven, I have Magnus Pay RV, 2009 draft pick, 10th overall to the Edmonton Oilers. Mm-hmm. He had spurts of speed and and great skill, but we just never saw it. Number six, uh, Slater Cuckoo, which is spelt like Coeck Coeck. Yes, yes, yeah. Tenth overall for Tampa Bay. He, uh, he, he yeah, he's he's top ten pick, and you never hear of him. I, I, I yeah. never heard. Not of much, him. not much to say about these guys when you're dropping these names. It's like these yeah. guys were all high draft picks, and they just this one. Out. This one, I had a feeling when they drafted him in 2010, the Rangers, tenth overall. I had a feeling that this guy was going to be a bust. I don't know what, but Dylan McElrath. Oh, McIlrath. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember hearing that name, yeah. They're like, oh, he's going to be a bruiser. I'm like, we're probably not going to see much of him. Played 66 <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number four, Alexander Burmistrov was Atlanta's tw- Wow, Burmistrov. Yeah, that's right. Well, I remember him. 2010, eighth overall pick. Uh, he, he, enjoy the KHL, I guess. <laughs> Scott Glennie, number two. And Shout then- out, Scott. Nail. Right. And then fail for nail my ass at yeah. number one. I mean, nail Yakupov is probably, let's call it a catfish because he was very good in junior yeah, hockey. 
And I don't know what it was. I've seen the excuse. Who's, uh, who's the guy on Edmonton right now? Um, is it Pujarvi? Jesse Pujarvi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was using the excuse that, like, the language, no one speaks the language and stuff like that. And I know past Russian hockey players have said that it's hard for them to adapt. But, like, this guy played in Sarnia of, in Ontario of all places. Say, yeah. pretty, sure, pretty sure Nail spoke, like, perfect English. It was broken, like, but it was better than it, you it, think. Yeah. It got better as it went on, but he also had Alex Galchenyuk in Sarnia too, did he not? Yeah, I mean, it's so, I don't know, just... Galchenyuk definitely speaks really good English. And what makes it even worse is the fact that Edmonton had so many of those first picks and they just missed on him. I mean, he could have took Morgan Riley, dude. (laughs) The thing is, his rookie season, 48 games, because it was the the lockout, right? That half Mm. lockout. He had 31 points, so there was brilliance there. It just... He just he rested just on his laurels it. and he didn't jack shit. I he just hate up. that. Go ahead. No, no, sorry. Go ahead. I just hate that Daryl Cates was the one that had to make that pick because I was telling yeah. Gio earlier today, everyone pretty much at the table wanted Ryan Murray. I know, not that much better, but they wanted Ryan Murray. And Tambellini, who was a GM at the time, was like, oh, I don't know. And then Daryl yeah. Cates is like, no, we need to sell. Like, we need star power. We got to get Neil Yakupov. And it's like, mm. well, great. Yeah, so, definitely wasn't uh, wasn't the best pick, but business decisions over hockey decisions for sure. I mean, we could probably go on and on about that draft. Hence, bust. Why the, the, hence why the Sens didn't like didn't get Taylor Hall, or they had him for a hot second, and then yeah. stupid Eugene had to talk. Yeah, I mean, like like I was just saying, we can keep going. There's so many guys that didn't pan out. We can make arguments for guys in the first round that have still played like three to four hundred games that never really panned out to what they wanted to be. But let's go complete opposite, and let's go from the year 2000. So last week we did a Mount Rushmore of all time. Um, We some were great decisions, some were Lascarises, some some were different. Um, We all we all personal personal favorites that hit home a little bit. You know, personal favorites. You hear that? Well, not even mine. (laughs) Growing up, I don't know if you can hear me because my screen's not lighting up. But growing up. my dad was like such a big Hab fan. I know. Like, I know. Hey, we the know. Rivalry, the rivalry. Oh shit, that was loud. The the rivalry between us when growing up was fun, but like hearing him tell stories about how he's watching Ken Dryden on TV and stuff back in the day, it was. It's part of a big reason why I got into hockey. Jean Beliveau, uh, even players like Guy Lafleur. Like I have a picture. Uh, Guy Lafleur picked me up in a picture, and he's holding me. And really? Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yo, you should send that and we'll post it. Yeah, yeah, have, I want, have I want to see those that. stories. Like it's it's just cool. It's sentimental <laughs> to me. It hits home. So that's why I put a little bit of those, a couple of those players in mm-hmm. there. But um, I was gonna say we all agreed on Bobby or Wayne Gretzky. Um, I had Lemieux and ha- uh, Hashik. Kak had Howe and Brodeur. Mikey had Dryden and Beliveau. I mean, not like there's so many guys. Top four is hard. But what we decided to do, to do this week was to go from the year 2000 on um, and do a Mount Rushmore like that. Now, me and Cac talk quickly off air while we were waiting for you, Mikey. This is pretty much cut and dry. Lock it up. List. Sign sealed. It's, to me, it's a lock. So I would imagine you're going to have Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin on for your sure. list. Now, me and Cac were thinking, because you like to be the contrarian, a little bit different, Ken Dryden, um, a goalie – I mean, we pretty much came to the same goalie because we really looked at it. There's, there's really no one else. Um, so who do you think should be the 2000 goalie? But 
and a defenseman. To me, the defenseman was a lock, just yeah. bottom line lock. But I just wanted to see if you were going to say it. So let's put you on the spot. And who would you have as your defenseman and goalie of the year 2000 to go beside Sid the Kid and Kovi Ovi? Like, you mean, like, within – since 2000, you mean? From 2000 till now. If you had to pick one defenseman and one goalie, who would they be? Uh, Carey Price to my goalie. Wow. Okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, why? Well, who did you have? Martin no, 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 no. No, 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 keep going. Oh, keep going. shit. Okay. Well, so, I don't know. Like, does Broder County – he played... Absolutely. Yeah? <laughs> Cac's got the photo ready. Uh, <laughs> a Stanley Cup – a Stanley Cup Finals appearance later in his career. I mean, just yeah, solid okay. throughout the whole so, time. So, Broder, even Luongo back in the day. That, that's who I had said, yeah. He made a Cup yeah. Final. But we got to think, this is from year 2000. Luongo, for me, was really like late 2000s into the 2010s, right? But when you're looking at body of work, Broder had that Cup early on in the 2000s. For sure. And then later sure. on, 2014, like right before he retired, uh, made that run with the Devils. Yeah. Uh, like I had him uh, in my other, like my main yeah, Mount Rushmore. Exactly. I tried. I was telling Gio, I tried so hard not to have him on this list. But when you have the World Cup of Hockey, you have the Olympic gold, you have that one cup, and then that late run with Kovalchuk, it's kind of hard to ignore. And also the stats, like I know stats, but the majority, the big bulk of why he's a Hall of Famer is because of 2000 onward. Yeah, so true. you're right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, I would yeah, agree. But go, let's go back. Let's go back to defensemen because yeah, who is your defenseman? Like uh, this is what I'm saying. To me, it's just like it's boom. You say off the top of my head, I'd probably go with like Nick Lidstrom. Hey, 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 here we go. Yeah, yeah. you uh, spin my head right around. Nick right Lidstrom, <laughs> a, lock, a lock. I mean, two yeah. Stanley Cups in that time. Uh, yeah. We were counting seven Norris trophies yeah, from 2000 to 2011. Uh, mixing a Conn Smythe in 0102. He's one Norris trophy shy of tying Bobby Orr at eight. Yeah. I mean, when you're one shy yeah. of Bobby Orr, you're you're the goat. So yeah, I think I completely agree. I think we. I mean, other than Price Broder, you can make the argument. I think it's Broder. Well, I'm just thinking more modern. Like Broder had a career even before. Right. So no, like, absolutely, absolutely. But he still had a cup in the two thousands and a sure. cup finals appearance. For sure. Just kind of dominates over everyone. So I think we can uh, we can Don't all get agree. me wrong. I want everyone to know I'm not a Broder hater. I oh no, absolutely. We got you. He's I wouldn't just, be married to him. He's but just yeah, suffering no. his post retirement midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Enterprise Rent a Car. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean Crosby, Ovi, Lidstrom, those are locks. I mean, to me. We were also gonna say maybe you were gonna bring up Scott Niedermeyer. I kinda had him in there. Chris yeah. Pronger, but I mean, let's Chris Pronger had so many issues near the you end of his career. You, you like, can't really mess with a Conn Smythe, two Stanley Cups, and seven Norrises. Yeah, I and the first European captain to win the yes, Stanley Cup. Exactly. Right. Shout out from our last game. When did we play? That was in Heads Up, right? Our first yeah, Heads Up. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. Well, so, we should do uh, that again. Those were fun. I mean, we've gone, we've gone. This has been some fun stuff for today. We did 2015 redraft, the drafts of busts of 09 and on. We just did our 2000s Mount Rushmore. I think we got a little bit of time left. The NHLPA today, um, they did, uh, they sent out their um, their player poll for 2019-2020. Uh, so um, I did see that. You saw it. So Bell Center, best ice in the league. I thought that was pretty Best shocking. ice or best arena? Best ice. Best ice. Best ice. I think it's because it never comes out, to be honest. Most arenas, they share with the hardwood. 
So they go back and forth with having to take off the ice and then putting in the basketball courts. So I, I thought it was the hardwood was on top of the ice. Uh, some of them do it differently because I've seen oh, that. Okay. And I've, but that might be the way they do it now. But I know in the past, I honestly thought that it was in pieces and then they molded it back together and they would shovel up like a puzzle. I guess it depends on the venue. I guess so, yeah. Um, yeah. Best nickname in the league. And shout out because this is hilarious because this is from our boy from the office, Thomas Tuna Tatar. Big Tuna. Big Tuna. <laughs> Big tuna. Um, so I thought that was hilarious. But obviously, pasta at number two uh, for Pasternak. It's funny because it went Tuna Tatar, pasta Pasternak, and the number three was Breadman Panarin. Well, the yeah. top three all had to do with food. Um, Christian Fisher of the Coyotes had 2.7% of the vote, and his nickname is Stinky. <laughs> I don't know what that is. He just stinks, dude. I guess. Um, go through <laughs> Does he fart? Like, is it a fart or is it his odor? Uh, who knows, man. Um, hockey players, they're always kind of synonymous with being golfers in the summertime. Great oh. golfers. Joel Pavelski, uh, one best boy. golfer. I wonder if he's a scratch golfer. It doesn't say. Um, Cal Clutterbuck. Shout out Cal Clutterbuck and – Greg McKegg was also made the top five. Got to be the two best names in hockey, Cal Clutterbuck and Greg McKegg. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's still playing. We should do that. We, yeah. should, do a, we should do a top ten. Greg McKegg, Leafs draft pick, believe it or not. London Knights property. Um, oh. Best social media follow. I mean, that's probably hands down. I think you guys can nail that. P.K. Subban? That got is it. Because he's actually more worried about of, that than his product on the ice. But, yeah, um, well, you know, hey, someone's got to make a career when he's done because it's going to be done over uh, soon anyway. Um <laughs> But uh, I, I'm actually really interested. I'm really interested to see the trivia, the game show that he's going to host, and they're going to do with the. Program. I know, yeah, that should be fun. I want to try uh, to get on that, but I don't think I can. Uh, let's go through the rest of the. There's not really too much left. Uh, past or present? We can do this ourselves. Past or present? Who would you pay to see play? Um, the guy who won this, 32 yeah. percent, Wayne Gretzky. I think that's pretty much. A lock. I Gretzky would... or Lemieux. Or Hasek in his prime. Yeah, I mean, they had Gretzky at 32% or at 15, Lemieux at oh, yeah. 9, and then McDavid at 8, which, I mean, you could watch him right now. So Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> best That's trash great. talker, Brad Marchand. Worst trash talker, Brad Marchand. Um, that's, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, most complete player. Um, in my <laughs> eyes, that's what MVP Hart Trophy means to me. But I guess it's value, same thing. But Crosby, almost half the votes at 45%, most complete player. He's by um, far the most complete player. In McDavid mind. wasn't in this top four they gave here. Do you guys want to take some cracks at number two for most complete player in the league? I said Bergeron. Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, 25%. Then it was Barkov, and then it was Ryan yeah. O'Reilly. So I think we're seeing the trend here. Centerman. I mean, Austin Matthews has a chance to kind of be the complete player. I'm surprised McDavid didn't get at least 5% of the votes. That kind of strikes me. He's not the best complete player. Complete, yeah. I mean, when you're looking at Bergeron, Crosby, Barkoff, and O'Reilly, those guys are gritty. They get involved. How is McKinnon getting snubbed from that list? I mean, maybe for the same reason I just said. He, like, doesn't really get it. But he – no, well, that the centerman, but the grittiness gets in the corners, um, does really all the dirty work, really comes back on defense. I mean, Crosby, I mean, Bergeron, perennial Selkie uh, winner. Barkov, he's probably going to be the new Bergeron. He's much taller, too. Um, player, if you want on your team, player you want on your team, if you needed to win one game, uh, 44% of the votes, Sidney Crosby. Okay. I'd probably go with Sidney Crosby, too. McDavid wasn't too far behind, but then 4%, your boy Nathan McKinnon, Mike. 
Um, and then Bergeron just below him at 3%. It's Best, funny how Malkin's not on any of these lists. It's crazy, man. Best goalie, your boy Carey Price. They gave it out at 41% in second. Uh, Vasilevsky at 17. I thought that's a huge gap, which is just shocking. But, I mean, if that's how the players feel, right? That's how the Carey players Price feel. Carey Price is a goat, man. Carey Price. Yeah. Carey Price is a goat. I'm telling you. The, the guy's a stud. Even, even, I, I even know Habs fans, like my, my dad, and a lot of, player, a lot of people – think he's like extremely overrated and he's probably overpaid for what he's been doing but i mean he's the only reason the Habs have had as much success even for sure, for sure. i'm okay a few years ago yes he was great and he was he was their savior the last two three years not so much mm-hmm. and like I he think, doesn't he I doesn't look like he tries like that's the thing like there doesn't look like there's not, an effort there but that's not even it though that's carrie price's style like he's like the i call him the canadian psycho you ain't got no style <laughs> Wanna wear my vest? <laughs> nah, it's not my style. Cat, uh, Pineapple Express. Oh. <laughs> Food's still warm. Anyway, I, <laughs> I I call Carey Price the Canadian psycho because he yeah. lacks emotion. He plays so like he's a very dry, like he's dry when he's in the net. He shows mm-hmm. no emotion. But I think that's goalies in general. I think they're just he's weird. actually up there. <laughs> Carey Price is actually up there. There he is. Do you have a picture of him as a child beside Batman? <laughs> Which Batman? I got Batfleck, Bat Clooney. I didn't think I'd be in my office, but that's me. <laughs> and that's, but that's that, Carrie Price. That's a, that a, a card. Superman or what? No, these are these were action figures from BVS. I got Batfleck, Batman, but Clooney without a cape, and uh, Superman. But there's Carrie Price. He's uh, that uh, series. That's uh, my upper deck collection. So you have nice. him, have him with your superheroes, which makes sense. Carey Price voted best goalie but to wrap it up quickly here McDavid best forward Hedman best defenseman I mean I can agree with that Um, so yeah I guess they did these awards because they probably think the season's kaputs at this point no don't Um, they always do this around this time just before the playoffs yeah just around before the playoffs would start man that makes me so sad this would have the season would have ended like I think Sunday or Monday yeah yeah what could have been? Which I was looking forward to playoff hockey, though. It's unfortunate. Like, I, the NHL isn't here for us, but we're here for you guys during COVID. Um, yeah. We're going to come back next week. Can we agree on 2008 for the redraft? Oh. Uh, top 10 good ones? Yeah. yeah, we'll do a 2008 redraft. Um, maybe we'll think of some other lists. We'll come up with our own, maybe, player polls. Well, I also uh, I, I wanted to throw out there, but no one listens to me because that's just who I am. People just don't listen to me. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sorry, what? Exactly. See? Fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, uh, I wanted I want to do like top ten best hockey names. Like oh yeah. Of players. So Yeah, well Greg McKegg, he's on my top ten. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Butterbuck, I love that name. It's we wonderful. if we want, we can go of all time. We can do of all time. It'd be some yeah, how about of all time? research and study. Yeah, how about of all time? I just said that. Um <laughs> Yeah, we can He's do not that. listening now. Yeah, so we'll do the 08. We'll do great hockey names, current and of all time. Um, uh, you can follow us at FaceOffPuckPod, Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe to us, FaceOff Hockey Podcast, YouTube channel, um, wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, the main ones. Um, you could check us out there. You could follow me at Writer Giovanni. At the double underscore CAC at Mike underscore Lasco. And I promise everyone I will be prepared, more prepared next time. I apologize. Uh, COVID's just knocking me, beating me into the ground. So, um, you know. It's got us all, but we're staying cool. We're staying safe in our bunkers. Uh, You guys do the same. Remember, 
wash your hands and do all that. Cough in your sleeve. Don't be dabbing. Just cough in your sleeve. Don't be disgusting. Yeah, basically. Just be a f- normal human. Just And, and guys, just stay inside. Like, I yeah. see all these people like going us. to the beach. The beach. People are idiots. <laughs> like, everyone's, like, at the beach. It's like, oh, this is social distancing. It's like, it's, no, The it's beach not. By, by Cosmo Kramer? The beach? <laughs> 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 Anyways, guys, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Um, we're going to catch you next week with some more fun. Maybe maybe a good news about the nhl why not that date but probably not yeah hey you know what just trying to keep it light keep everyone Yeah, i'm trying to keep it realistic sorry pal yeah i know unfortunately it's probably not going to happen but hey you know what maybe i was thinking too um we can start doing a simulation of the playoffs on nhl 20 we can i I I made a joke today i'm i'm playing i don't have nhl 20 i have nhl 19 Mm -hmm. and i'm just like having computer versus computer so it feels like i'm watching live sports yeah I feel you, man. That's what we got to do these days. Yeah, but, maybe uh, I can kick both your asses in NHL. That's a challenge accepted by me. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nah, it's okay. He's scared. I think he hey, just wants no, to come no, over no. and fight you. No, there's <laughs> that that one podcaster I beat into the ground, so I don't know if you want to be chirping, dude. I don't know. Yeah, hey, maybe some more content to stay tuned along with your shaved head. <laughs> all right easy pal all right guys that's enough for us today thanks for listening oh, by the way go beard's follow going us. strong beard's, going strong. beard's going strong and we'll end it on that note <laughs> all right guys have a good one